Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, you are listening to IRL UK, the podcast that is obsessed with real life stories as opposed to fake ones. I love the real life stories, yeah? <laughs> I'm Rhiannon Evans. I'm Anna Lewis. Uh, I nearly forgot You my nearly name. forgot. Not like last week when you had a go at me because I left a space for you to talk about yourself. It's because you're so professional and I just keep mm. forgetting. Nice. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast or should you wish to later, we are on social networks like mm. Facebook, IRL UK podcast search for us and also twitter and instagram at irl instagram yeah oh did you do that yeah, yeah. oh sorry yeah how's, not, that, how's that going i mean we've not posted anything yet but if, fine, if someone fine, fine. if one person in this podcast follows us i will post something yes and um, both of those are at irl underscore uk underscore podcast i'm gonna go and follow us on instagram because that is brand new information to me <laughs> I put in an email to you. Oh, Soz. Oh, my goodness. You're the professional one in this operation. Let's get this off air later. Sorry about that. Okay, fine. Um, So we're here to talk about stories that you might find interesting that real people have done in their lives. It's quite an open remit. Very open. I think, Anna, let's start with you. Well, this is less less a story, more a warning for folk of Croydon. Um, because uh, this Can is I just sorry I'm interrupting you already no problem, no problem. Croydon had a tough time last week because that lady stuck her bum to Debenhams oh was that Croydon as well I yes, forgot yes. well I'll tell you what this is a, a very different story mm. um, but equally terrifying mm-hmm. uh, so if you're in the Croydon area I'd be careful because sex crazed stag trapped inside park sparks stay away warning for residents <gasps> um, an animal stag rather than someone who's on a les les yeah, les stag- les <laughs> les no an actual stag mm. a full stag it says here the huge lust filled male red deer is looking for a mate because it's breeding season and people in Croydon have been told not to approach it oh lust filled so lust filled uh, people are being warned to stay out of the town centre park after a five foot tall quarter ton sex crazed stag became trapped inside the pug public public green space i don't know what public would mean so professional today thank you so much um with breeding season in full flow the massive again lust-filled male red deer is currently on the lookout for a mate uh this bad boy was spotted roaring ferociously (laughs) stamping the ground and shaking its huge antlers as it made its way into the unlikely setting of croydon town center how the hell did it get to croydon town center did it jump on the bus (laughs) Don't know. Nobody will know. Twerked all the way. Literally twerked all the way with its giant um, throbbing antlers. so fearing a collision with a train, very mm. smart people at Network Rail um, ushered the horny stag into Park Hill. Um, so really, what I'm saying is <laughs> be careful. Because remember last week when I spoke to you about that pig ha- having sex with that um, yes, virgin, virgin? The virgin. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is, yeah, being pregnant with a piglet mm. is bad. Being pregnant with a five foot tall, quarter ton sex crazed yeah. stag 
not great either. Imagine those antlers coming out of you. Woo! Woo! Painful. And the hooves. Uh, <laughs> um, lost field is my favourite phrase of the nice, week. Huh? I'm saying that over and over again. I also was a bit worried at one point because you said, fearing it was going to get run over. I thought the da- the stag was worried it was going to get run over. But and it was, it was going, whoa, yeah. careful. No, no. He's network like, rail. The thing is, he, he fears nothing mm. because he's in this, he's, <laughs> he just sees the red fuzz. He sees the yeah. red mist and he just wants to get it on. And if you're a dog walker, or mm. worse still, a dog, maybe it's worse if you are the dog walker <laughs> human actually, you're going to get boned by this giant stag <laughs> and nobody wants that. I can't Do they want just, that? I don't know. I can't believe you said boned. Well, that's the technical term. That would really crush you as well. Half a ton. Yeah. And he, so he ain't making love. He's fucking you. He, ah! he is not making love to you. He's oh, doing it hard. Wow. Wow. Sorry about that scream. That was totally, totally involuntary. I shocked you yeah. with my filth. Yeah. Maybe we, he needs to get on um, Tinder, I think. Yeah. yeah. Staggy Tinder. Staggy Tinder. Staginder. No, there's not a joke there. Staginder. I no, I, I was trying to. Tinder. Give us a minute. Hang on. <laughs> You know what would be good? Is oh, wait, we... I've got it. Oh. Tinder. 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 Oh, my God. Right, and you you're know welcome. What? If we'd have thought about this before the, the oh, show started and not just rocked up with some bits of As paper usual. with print-offs that we copied and pasted off the internet, you would have no, you would have come I've into come it. come into it with that. With Tinder. Oh, I think God. we've all learned a lesson I next week. We won't be hearing from us on IRL UK again because what's happened there is we've embarrassed ourselves <laughs> massively. No, what's happened is we're going to make it better next week. We're going to yeah, re- more puns, loads of puns before we come in. Yeah, I think it's important too. I've okay. actually this is the most organised I've been in ages. Actually, this was three days before we've recorded. I've mm. found my stories and highlighted. I've highlighted. I've added some like little little bits and pieces here and there. Do you know what I've done as well? Because I know yeah. it drives you mad. I've actually underlined where the yes. where the places are. I was going to say to you, I'm I so proud anyway. of you because yeah. as regular listeners will know, Anna never knows when anything happens. Oh, Generally yeah. the world. That's yeah, what I was going to Yeah, the universe. Mm. But so I'm sorry I can't do everything. Jeez. I'm now looking frantically at my story because I'm yes. worried. But I do remember where this is from. Um, and you'll be glad to know this isn't in the UK. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Or oh, water. I might have some of that later. Because mm. just so you know, I've still got a cold and so has Anna. I'm actually feeling a million dollars, oh, if I'm honest. Not to encourage boozing... But the only thing that's made me feel better is continuous boozing. Okay, Always drink fine. responsibly. Yeah, please just never sober up. You'll be in a world of pain. Yeah. Okay, this is a horrendous IRL story, actually. I did debate whether we should talk about this one. I, in fact, I sent Anna an email saying, are you interested in this? And she went, hells yeah. Well, I didn't even click on it. I saw the URL, <laughs> not IRL, URL, and I thought, yeah. Yeah, because the URL probably included... The words, uh, brother and sister have admitted to murdering their parents before burning their bodies and feeding parts of them to their dogs. That's a shame. Mm. It's the dog part that I hate the most. I don't know why that's the worst part. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it tastes like. You think about why you think the dog's bit is worse while I tell you what happened. Okay. Okay, it's in the papers this week. Leandro Acosta and Karen Klein, who are step-siblings, but also lovers, which is always... I mean, that is bad, but how long have they been step brothers and sisters don't have that information oh I do at least 11 years because Ooh. I want to get to this in a moment okay so that's um, quite a long time so Leandro and Karen mar- uh, were lovers and they murdered parents Ricardo Klein and Miriam Kowalchuk I'm say just- that again Kowalchuk nice. I think that's how you say it I don't know sounds good this is in Argentina Apparently some horrible, horrible things happened after they died, which I'm not going to go into. You can Google it if you really want to. I'll read to. it later. It's too disgusting. Oh. Um, the, uh, Leandro and Karen say they this is horrible again, murdered them because they feel they felt the couple were abusing their 11-year-old twin brother and sister. 
That's how I know they were together for at least eleven years. Oh, very good. Mm. Quite the mathematician we have here. Yeah, they carried oh, out the mur- yeah they carried out the murder so the young relatives would not suffer. Disgusting. Mm. Um, and they were only caught when police found a pelvic bone in a bucket near their home in Argentina. Why was it in the bu- Why was it in a bucket? Well, because I think what happened was so after shooting the dead couple, the bodies were cut up and burned, with the other parts of them being fed to the family's dogs. Six dogs they had. Jesus. Antisocial. Six yeah, dogs. that's a hell of a lot. That's so a kennel. That's not a home. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> they, uh, I think the bone ended up there probably because the dogs probably rejected that bit, didn't they? And were like, what? So I, in my head, I was imagining mm. they set up this giant like um, factory kitchen setting, and they were like cooking up the meat in like mm. dog Through, food, like a yeah. sausage mixer. Yeah, thing. so and then stewing it up real nice. I doubt like a it. hot pot. Mm, I doubt that. I think. But they, they were just... just literally chucking fucking legs and arms at the dogs. I reckon. Right, okay. I reckon and that's pelvises. How, I reckon gross. that's how this has happened. Jesus. Um, so they shot them dead, cut them up, burned them, as I said. Um, and the defence lawyer say, says that um, Leandro told him that he also ate a bit of a corpse. What? And he said for him it was almost a pleasure. No. Obviously they feel that they were right in killing their step-parents. That is messed up. Yeah. I just, I honestly, honestly mm. don't think I could cut a human body up into pieces. Like how do you even get your brain around that? I mean, I think it's best that we don't have any idea. Yeah. I think it's best that you don't have that urge. Imagine if I'd have said the opposite and just gone, yeah, <coughs> I can totally see why you do that. Yeah. I, can, I get it. I'm there with Leandro I'm and keen Karen. to try. I want to see how hard it is to yeah. saw through a human thigh. And the thing is, the bones don't lie because, of course, that's how one of our favourite murderers, Dennis Nielsen, was caught. Because oh. he shoved stuff down drain pipes and then called the um, drain people himself and said, why are my drains flooding? He is like my favourite serial killer and I love so many, but he is a buffoon. Yeah. He, um, when the um, uh, the plumber, I know this because I wrote a piece on it for Vice and he when they um, the plumbers and everyone came, they found those bones and they're like, oh, someone's been putting their KFC bones down the drain. Oh, yeah, because human bones are so similar to but those all, Kentucky Fried Chicken bones. I mean, naively, you would never assume that there was a human hand in the drain, I guess. I think it would... It would be the last thing I'd think. Yeah. I'd see a bone on the floor and just go, oh, yeah, like a bit of old something from the butchers there. Absolutely horrendous. Oh, right, let's move on because I think we've given that enough time. I think that's quite enough. Um, here we go. I've just, I've changed I've changed path. I was going to do something else, but I'm going to do this first. All right. Um, this I just want to draw your attention to this fantastic new book that is coming out, mm. which is called The Dull Men of Great Britain, because I just want to celebrate... Of which there are plenty. Like, a ton. Mm. Uh, and I just want to celebrate some of the incredible characters that are in this book. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk you through um, a few of them. So these these men in this book called Dull Men of Great Britain, make sure you get yourself a copy of that, mm. uh, we're talking about the, the type of people that... Um, we've got a train station spotter, not even a train spotter, <laughs> doesn't even give a shit about the trains, only wants to... To hang out on the platforms. <laughs> Train station spotter. Just look on the map. They're not hard to find. Also, yeah, it's like not a challenge. No. Oh, found it because I walked through the gates. Yeah. Found it. <laughs> uh, vacuum cleaner collector. Snooze. Snooze. Handsaw enthusiast. Uh, someone who collects Wait, toy hand- soldiers. Oh, oh, hand saws as in that's what their tool's called. Not that they, they're not saws. Sawn off. To- oh, no. I've got this Nielsen is like, still in my head. And I, now we're, we're going back to when you uh, said saw cock and I thought that his <laughs> penis was a wood saw. <laughs> 
like some crazy hybrid. Yeah. Yep, I think that great. was episode three. Go check it out. It was a good one. Yeah. They're all good. Uh, a toy soldier collector, uh, someone who enjoys visiting bandstands, and a mm. photographer who enjoys follies. Mm. So that's very nice. So here we go. We've got Paul49, who's a qualified architect, uh, and he first became in- interested in bandstands in 2011 mm. when he was helping to restore one in a park and now spends his weekend touring ban- bandstands. <laughs> We've also got David Grisenwaith from Kilcaldy in Scotland. Right, I don't want to be down on David before I even know what his problem is, but have you ever heard of anybody sexy with the surname Grisenswaith? I'm going to be honest, there's nothing hot and steamy about what this guy likes to get up to at the weekend. Uh, he's got He's in the book because he keeps a diary of each time he has mown the lawn since 1984. (laughs) His notes show the average amount of time spent mowing the lawn has increased by one and a half months over the last 31 years. Isn't that fascinating? So not only has he kept a book, Mm -hmm. he's like gone into Excel, Mm -hmm. opened spreadsheets, done the little thing they teach you at school and produced a pie chart and some kind of probably a bar graph too. For 31 years. But he has. (laughs) He's found out something very interesting that it has... Mowing the lawn has increased by one and a half months over the last 31 years. That's yeah, how ma- much time it takes. That just means that he likes to do it more. I don't. It just means nothing is what it means. <laughs> God's right. sake, moron. Him, yeah. not you. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a rail timetable compiler, John Potter, 60, from Oondle. I want to say thank you to John because somebody's got to do that. I know, it's not easy, is it? No, it's not easy. Um, he spends his time compiling the European rail timetable, oh, so that's thanks, absolutely John. smashing stuff. Uh, Rob Woodall from Peterborough, he... Um, He's become the world's leading trig bagger. Don't know what's what that, that means. Mean? His aim is to visit all 6,100 trig pillars in Britain and has just 20 more to go. I don't really right. know what a trig pillar is. Right, so you've, again, how's but the it, research gone for you? Well, I'll be honest, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't sound like the fucking circus. <laughs> I think so it's I'm those ones that like stand up, you know, the, the, the electric. Is it like an electric pylon, do you think? Oh, yeah. But do you want to go and look at 6,100 of them? Mm, I don't. Absolutely not. Um, the guy that uh, collects handsaws, he loves all that shiz. Mm. Uh, he's actually completed a PhD and written a book on the subject. Wow. So if you're ever looking to do a master's in handsaws, please make sure you head to um, the Lake District where Simon Barley can help you <laughs> with that. Um, and then we've also Who, got... Simon on his own, I presume, not with any snooze. friends or no, family. No, not married. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't spoken to another human in 46 years. <laughs> Uh, Mick Chester from East Cows on the Isle of Wight Mm. who spends his time photographing plaques and founded the Plaque Appreciation Society. (laughs) Actually just bored myself to snooze time. Okay. What we've done there is... Just bored people with some boring. I'll be honest. I enjoyed it though. There were about six, not even, there were six people listening at the Mm. beginning. There are now three people listening if we're lucky. (laughs) And that's not even including the boring men I just spoke about. I wonder if we need, okay, new million dollar idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not this podcast, obviously, because that is going to make us millions too. I'm fine with that. Um, That we create like an app where all these men can go on Mm-hmm. And like it's like a Tinder, but for them, not to come back to Tinder again. No. But I feel like there might be some women in the world who just like people that are really boring. They can just go out with their mates, leave them at home. I have friends who like boring men. I mean, I think you're being unfair assuming that these people don't have women flocking Am to I? Them. Am I? <laughs> uh, I think we can all agree yeah. that these men haven't had sex ever, so don't worry about <laughs> that. Uh, you're right. Maybe, mm. I mean, that. Yeah. Like everybody wants love in their life. Maybe they just want hand sores. Hand sores, indeed. I oh, wondered where there's you were also going a with joke that. about being single and getting hand. <laughs> sore. I don't like sore hands. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a wank joke. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, got that one. Got that one, Nobody mate. Nobody makes me laugh as much as myself. Yeah, it's And talking of someone else who won't be having sex in the future. Great. I want to introduce you to Don Watson, who this week hit the headlines by shooting himself in the penis. Mm, how? <laughs> right. So this is what happened. Um, what actually happened was Don was lying in bed. He had a gun on him and he shot himself in the penis. Why did he that, have a gun on him? Right, so this is this is what the police wanted to know. Essentially, he just had a, I don't know, he's a bit of a gun fanatic. Mm-hmm. Um, he then let out a loud scream. Yeah, uh, shot his penis. And he had to go to hospital. Right. On the way there, he remembered that he has a criminal record banning Oops. him from oh, possessing shit. a gun. I just fucking I remembered. Just remembered. Fuck. So um, he got to go to hospital and he lied and said, I was mugged, I was mugged, they shot me in the penis. And this guy is from South Dakota, just so you know. <laughs> But they, oh, so they didn't, the police didn't find him in bed because that would be confusing. No, he, he went managed on his to own. stand up, go to the hospital and they said, how on earth did you um, get a gunshot in your penis, Don? And he said, oh, I was mugged, I was mugged. And they said, really? And the police, obviously, I reckon the police know Don. They know that right? he's the kind of so guy that saw, fucking yeah. shoots his dick off. They saw him in the hospital and um, they said, what, you know, what happened? That obviously didn't happen. He then lied again. Um, and he said, I was looking at buying a gun. Right. Because um, he could then say, but I didn't because I know that's illegal. But I know I'm not allowed. And he put it in his pocket like a cowboy and um, <clears throat> accidentally shot himself but in the cock. even if he's looking to buy a gun, mm. you're not even allowed to do that. I know. I, I guess he's just window shopping. I guess but... he thought it was better. The whole thing's a mess. <coughs> the whole thing's a disaster. And yeah. it serves you right. And you shouldn't have had a gun in your pocket or mm. in your bed because now you've got no cock and balls. <laughs> Have balls. I don't, I know. don't know actually. Um, but he um, essentially, um, the police were then like, "Oh, we can't find uh, a firearm." They went to his house. He had um, gunshot um, stuff all in the um, mattress and blood and blood. I and, assume. Um, yeah, and uh, loads of the res- the neighbours were like, "We had a gunshot," and then Don screaming. So basically, the police worked it out, God. and he's now in big fucking Do you know trouble. What? The police are so smart. They've put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. They've put the fact that Dom's a liar, yeah. and they've put the fact that there's penis blood up in his bed, <laughs> yeah. and they've come up with this. So bravo the police, bravo because the they police. don't get a lot of respect sometimes. Yeah. But hats off to them. That was a that was a real tricky one, and they've used their biggest detective brains, and they've absolutely nailed it. Yeah. So um, bad luck, Don. Yeah. Liars never prosper. No, absolutely not. And what I would say. I don't know why you need a gun in your bed unless you're doing something sexy with it. I reckon maybe that's why he's banned. Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know. No one's really worried about the feelings of guns, are they? Whether they get upset about being <laughs> abused. Do you think abused? he's sexually abusing a gun I and everyone's know. worried about it? Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> but that's so sweet of you to care. I know, I do care. How too kind. Much. Um, this guy who clearly has no feelings towards other people's mm. um, respectability <laughs> is this guy, Howard Harlib who mm. is from Florida, and I know that because I underlined it. Mm. He's from Florida. And he is um, hes in trouble because the headline here is fake doctor arrested for shoving thermometer up nurse's bottom <gasps> and groping her breast during job interview. I just want to say we're getting dodgy territory again because this is an actual sexual assault. Actual sexual, sexual assault. Sexual assault is wrong and bad. Yes. So no offence. To anybody. To anybody. Yeah. Um, so it says here, alleged perv, Howard. Alleged. Yep, alleged. I think we can all agree. <laughs> He's officially a pervert. Uh, set himself up as a fake doctor looking for a nurse to treat his patients. Oh, matron. And then shoved a rectal thermometer in a job applicant's bottom. Oh. Now, I've had some bad job interviews in my time. <laughs> I've had to do that classic thing. Oh, tell us something interesting about yourself. Or like, mm. oh, sell me this pen. Mm. Sell me tell this me thermometer. Joke. 
I don't want to sell you a thermometer and I don't want it up my backside. Thank you very much, Howard. Oh, God. Uh, he also felt her breasts during the bizarre job interview. Yeah, no. bizarre just about covers it. Uh, police say he openly molested a woman who applied for the job uh, of a nurse and um, she said she thought she was being hired as a nursing assistant. Well, obviously. But I wonder where the, where the job interview was. was mm. Did he just sneak in? He bought himself a lab coat, mm. snuck into a hospital and then just went into someone's office. Private, I bet he said he's a private doctor. So what, we're just doing it at home these days? Yeah, I reckon. Absolutely unbelievable. He definitely didn't advertise that properly either. He definitely put one of those cards in the post office window. Oh, but then I kind of think... In pen. It should be... You should go through the official avenues to Absolutely. get in a nurse's job, NHS.com right? or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. But it says here, so um, police arrested Harlib on Thursday of, on charges of battery and practising medicine without a licence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the station said the woman told police that he asked her inappropriate questions, such as whether she would be uncomfortable if a patient masturbated in front of her or what? touched her breasts. I mean, yes. if she is a nurse previously, she should have gone, do you know what? I already sniff a... Yeah, I smell a rat here. Not once, as a professional (laughs) nurse, as a woman in the medical industry, have Mm. I ever seen a man masturbating in front of me at work. No. I don't know what she does other times. Yeah. Um, She had arrived at Howard's home, and after the briefest of conversations, Howard apparently began touching her breasts and pushing a a thermometer between her buttocks over her clothing. Oh, oh, over her clothing. You assume, assume, but I mean... I don't know why that's worse. It it seems so weird, doesn't it? Because you imagine it's being slotted in like a piece of toast in a Mm. toast rack. Mm, mm. But so... He was pushing a thermometer between her buttocks over her clothing, claiming to be demonstrating the proper way to take a temperature rectally. That's not the proper way to do it. You're never going to get a proper reading that way. Again, if you're interviewing a nurse who's an actual nurse, you don't need to go, while you're here, I'm going to teach you the simplest thing a nurse can do. I feel like I'd know how to do that. Yeah, I mean, Um, under the armpit. Under the armpit? Well, you don't take it in the butt no more. No, I never took it in the butt. Well, just no one's ever taken it in the butt. Well, that's not what I heard. <laughs> but um, yeah, you say. Um, oh, so no one does rectal thermometer. Well, no, anymore. I think when actual doctors need like really accurate things. Wow. But if like your kid is sick, you just stick it under the armpit or under the tongue, don't you? Oh, then I've been, I've been led astray by my doctor. Clearly, <laughs> this is weird. Oh, Wait, I is he your doctor? I yeah. do remember him being called this. <laughs> but this is the this is the strangest part. Mm. Um, well. It's not, because the strangest part is the uh, rectal thermometer going Mm. up at the nurse's bottom. Uh, Amazingly, police confirmed that he is already currently on probation for the same charges from an earlier incident. (gasps) So this guy is going around with his fake lab coat and his fake doctor house, and he's inviting nurses to come and um, interview for the job that doesn't exist. Really fucking horrible. So rough. Be careful out there, nurses. He's grotty. He's Mm. rotten. Ignore him if you see him. What's his name again? Uh, Howard Harlib, 62 of Florida. All right. Well, as long as we're not in Florida, No, we, we should be okay. I thought it was NHS doctor. No, 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 no. Not like our beautiful NHS. That no, would never we love the here. NHS. All right. Um, we we do tend towards the grim, but I've got a really nice Aww. real life story for you. I really like the nice ones because actually sometimes I do get a bit bummed out when we come out of this room and I do sit I and I cry. But not today. <laughs> Not Tears of joy. Tears of joy for me. Because Jared Spedding and Charlene Liversidge. That's a really weird oh, name. That's the Liversidge. weirdest name, yeah. But it's okay, she's giving it up because she's getting married. Oh, yeah. Nice day for a <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right, great. People get married all the time. 
Yeah. Not a big deal. This is brilliant because Jared, 43, is a bus driver. Lovely. Um, from Burnley Lanks. And he drives the um, Witchway X43 to <gasps> Manchester. Do you know what? I bet day. one of the guys from the dullest men in mm. Britain book knows all about that bus. I know. And I hope I bet listening. he loves it, yeah. Anyway, um, he basically worked for the bus company for 11 years. Oh, that's um, good. He said, I used, to see, I used to get butterflies when I saw Charlene at the bus stop. Oh. Um, and for six years, he watched her from afar. Um, Charlene. <gasps> Charlene Not said, in like a weird way. No, like he would, oh, she right. would get on the same bus every day. Um, she's a carer, and which is lovely. I love her. I love her. And um, and he would think, oh, I really like that girl, but never had the guts to say anything. It's weird because what, how do you, as a bus driver, you're stuck in that little thing, and it would you'd make such it would be such mm. a big deal if you got out and everyone's silently sitting on the bus, and you yeah. just got off and were like. Oh, do you want to um, do you want to go out on Friday night and queue behind you if so, you do it? Yeah, really yeah, exactly. Awkward. And there's always some really annoying old lady who thinks that like because they're old they should be at the front of the queue. Sorry, I yeah. mean, I disagree. Yeah, first come, first served. That's the rules. Um, but there is something Jared tried. <clears throat> I was going to say for the end. I'm going to tell you now. Jared, for five or six years, would um, sometimes write his phone number. Yeah. On the back of her bus pass. Oh, and she just screwed. Oh, are the are the bus pass or a ticket? Oh well, I think the ticket essentially is what oh, he said. He so calls it bus pass. I think that what that means is either screwed it up and that's it's like, what I do straight away. Well, that would just unless be it's cer- a return. That's because cer- <laughs> you need the return. and You can't come back. You know the rules. That's why I'm a bit. I want this to be a happy story. I do, but part of me thinks that Charlene used to see that number every day and be like. Nah. For fuck's sake, Jared, not happening. Yeah, and then it got six years later, she's starting to yeah. lose her looks and she's going, oh, God, yeah. there's no one about. Uh, but they uh, met on a night out in the end. They didn't meet on oh. the bus. They just happened to bump into each other in town. I don't think Jared. that happened. Yeah. Yet. Jared. Jared. <laughs> Jared's got his fucking submarine binocular things out and he's scanning the area. Have we... Uh, no, oh, God, what if I've just given you another grim stalking no, story? No, no, no. No, no, I'm good, not having good. it. Charlene said, and um, whenever I saw him, I'd tell the girls at work. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say she'd tell the girls at yeah, work. Yeah, well, what do you tell them? Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, like, well. Fucking bus driver wrote his God, number on his back oh, of his ticket again. weirdo keeps turning up with his bus, yeah. bus blazer on. She says, now we're engaged and we're planning our wedding. It's just surreal. I mean, I'm hoping Charlene hasn't got like a gun in the middle of her back where Jared's like, and she's gonna turn me fucking. Oh happy. God, no, yeah. Rhiannon, you've turned <laughs> the most beautiful story of the week into an absolute pile. Can of I hell. also say that the the, uh, the paper that wrote this up said that the bus driver lusted after one of his passengers? We're back to that word. Oh again. my God, lust-filled bus drivers Lust- and stags everywhere. Lust- Be careful, guys. Jared, um, listen, I'm sure they're all happy. Everyone's happy for them, um, I'm and happy. they even had a bus-shaped cake at their engagement. Do Charlene said. It was my idea to have something that represented how we met. It's part of our story. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a real talking point, which I'm sure it was. Oh, these guys sound so boring. I love them. I know, I know. Look, here's hoping she just screwed the ticket up every day. And it was like, oh, that's like a film, isn't it? Like when people <gasps> write in books. And, and like, you're going, don't If you find up. this, yeah, oh if you God. find this, it's meant to be. I love them. I love them. Yeah, good luck to uh, Jared and Charlene. I'm sure they're not listening. I'm and sure congratulations just... to them. Yeah, I'm sure they're too busy planning a wedding because planning a wedding is really fucking stressful, what I've heard. apparently. There's a lot to do. Me and you wouldn't know. No um, chance. Yeah, but all of our friends do. Wow, I feel like we've hit a low point. <laughs> but we don't mind because we're independent women and we it's, don't need no men. I'm a survivor. Exactly, we're yeah. fine. Don't yeah. worry about yeah. it. We are actually both in very happy relationships. Just, you know, not engaged to a bus driver. Charlene is living the life. All right, that's enough from IRL this week. Follow us on Twitter at IRL underscore UK underscore podcast. And um, Instagram turns out. <laughs> 
yeah. can't wait to see that. But at the same time, I'm going to tell Anna outside all about it. So I'm it's... well excited. Yeah, and you can also follow us on our own personal Twitters, at Ev And at Anna Alfreda. Woo! See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.